Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Paddy O'Connor. How are you doing this evening, Paddy? I'm doing absolutely terrible, Chris. Um, as oh. I just mentioned, not feeling too well. Was uh, being, uh was hoping this headache would go away by the time I got on on here, but here we are. Oh. The headache still is. So how are you? I'm alright. Yeah, I'd say I'm very hay fevery today, so I might probably use my sniff <laughs> to the listeners if I'm yeah. dead sniffy or I'm a bit breathy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's all going around, and and um, I'm I'm sure most people are kind of. Uh, if you're sneezing in public, people are going to give you a shifty look, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> You've been there all right during lockdown? Have you, have you I, surviving? Or? I have loved lockdown. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a consummate introvert. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm still, you know, I'm on furlough, so I'm still being paid. Um, and yeah, I've loved it. I haven't left the house. Well, I have left the house, so it's a lie. Um, but I barely left the house in about six months. Um, I've caught up on computer games. Um, yeah, you know, I've been working too hard for the last maybe uh, seven years or so. You know, I'm a dad now, um, so I've I've uh, kind of caught up on a lot of computer games. Um, been doing a lot of uh, a lot of projects, uh, kind of uh, personal projects for graphic design, which is my shoot job. Oh, brilliant! Um, and yeah, a bunch of a bunch of personal stuff. A lot of working out as well. How about you? Yeah, it's been, it's it's like it's. It was a bit strange to begin and getting used to, because I've worked in an office for 20 years, so going to work and from home took a while to get used to. And yeah, and it took, yeah, it took a, little, a couple of weeks for the kids to stop bothering me all day, because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in work, <laughs> even though I'm in at home, I'm at work. Oh, so you're working from home, are you? Um, I'm, we're back part-time, no, we're, we do, I do oh. three, three days in the office, two days at home at the moment, yeah. but for from March till in August, I was working from home. It took, yeah, it took a sort of while to get used to it. <laughs> See, that, that, that's part of the with me as a, as a designer, though. You know, I'm always working from home anyway, so it's, it's not been much of a change. No, yeah. I've, I've just, since yeah, 1999, I started in my job <laughs> and worked, yeah. Always always worked in the same office. Wow. <laughs> that was I've never had a job for more than a year. Wow. 99. I can't even remember 1999. I, I was a temp and I got put in there for two weeks <laughs> and then they kept saying oh we can stay for a bit longer a bit longer a bit longer then yeah suddenly it was 20 years <laughs> so, oh that's actually insane so are you still a temp no I'm, I'm officially one of the officers yeah. of the office I was going to say was that like <laughs> they, they in and they gave you a proper I was, I was a temp until it was nearly three years before I got stuck on free full time what <laughs> That is, that is absolutely insane, man. <laughs> they paid me to. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. that um, have you ever seen Office Space, the movie? Uh, oh, not, not for a long time. Oh, yeah. There, there's a character in there who I, I believe, if I'm remembering it correctly, um, 
is still on the payroll. If I, if I'm remembering remembering it the right way around, I think he's still on the yeah. payroll. Um, but no one's no no. In fact, I think he's working for free. I can't remember which way around. <laughs> but either way, yeah, he's, he's getting away with it for a long, long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you, you mentioned computer games. Um, I have I've ventured into uh, indie gaming. Um, because uh, I've you know I, I'm on Xbox for some ridiculous reason. Um, and they, they do the free games every month. Um, yeah. Xbox Game Pass, I think it is. So there's a lot of indie games on there that I probably wouldn't necessarily have tried if I didn't have all this time and them being free. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've gone into things like, uh, Rhyme, if you've heard of that one, R-I-R-I-M-E. Um, uh, my son might have, he's, he's got the Game Pass and he's always downloading new games. But... <laughs> Since he's turned fifteen, he just he, he takes it in his room now and plays rather than plays it with me in the front room. Oh no, it's heartbreaking, man! You got to take that back. <laughs> living room, you yeah. yeah, I got a seven-year-old um, who's also into computer. Yeah. and um, oh. yeah, I make um, I've got him into into um, co-op games like uh, Portal Two. And oh wow! Like I used to have a lot of Portal. I love Portal One. Oh. Yeah. I must have been age twenty years old, <laughs> fifteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> young, eh? yeah, yeah. My five-year-old in my, his head can play for computer games, but he can't. He's just he's picked up any controller and he's just play, pressing buttons, but he's not actually playing. He's just watching oh, the Avatar. Classic, <laughs> classic little brother, um, mm. playing his tales. Yeah. <laughs> what about wrestling wise? Are you a wrestling fan? Um, yeah. As it goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like a bit of wrestling. Um, and, and I have like, I've used this time to, to study like so much wrestling. Yeah. Um, cause obviously, uh, you know, I've been, I've been training for, well, until Corona, uh, about three years and, you know, working a job. I was, I was also, um, at one point doing a master's degree, working a job, having a kid training. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, uh, working out as well. So it's, uh, it was, it was kind of hard to to just sit and watch and study wrestling sometimes. But this having all this time, I've literally got notebook after notebook of just sat there watching, uh, not even the big matches, just kind of uh, like off the beaten track things on on the network, like hidden gems and stuff, or or dark matches where you see yeah. kind of the, more of the mechanical side of wrestling, more of the kind of meat and potatoes of it, as opposed to the flashy showmanship, uh, which is what I need to learn at this stage of my career, really. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been really really helpful. You just been watching WWE, or are you going into like New Japan or British wrestling? Well, just a bit everything. I'm gonna be honest; it's, it's always been WWE for me. Um, yeah. I've been watching AEW obviously because you know that's the new kid on the block. Um, but I, I will watch New Japan here and there, but most of the time, I'm, honestly, I forget it exists. Um, and I think I, I watch Wrestle Kingdom. That's about it. I, yeah, I watch yeah. it. I watch it once a year. So. Uh, January fourth, I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom, but yeah. uh, other than that, I I forget about it. I, I try to I try to watch it, but with um, Japanese commentary and uh, or or no commentary, sometimes um, it's hard. It's kind of hard to watch unless you're in an, analytic, an analytical mood, like uh, when I'm studying it. And sometimes mm. I don't want to be studying. Sometimes I just want to watch it, and yeah. it can be a bit it can be a bit challenging sometimes. Yeah, that's probably the best thing about. WWE so sometimes they're so formulaic you can just sit and watch and you don't have to think about it too much. That's it, yeah. Yeah, just it takes you out of the world. 
Yeah, um, I've gone back into the 90s. Um, in fact, no, I didn't. Um, the first thing I did was binge all of 2006, just from from start to finish on the network. Um, just oh, wow. And raw smackdown of, uh, of all of 2006. Because... Um, it was just a, a good period, you know, had, you had all like the, uh, the Eddie Guerrero storyline becoming champ. Um, there's a lot of good tag teams, the cruiserweight division, uh, ECW uh, EC, started up again. The, the better ECW. Objectively <laughs> 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 be better. Uh, yeah. I started, I, I was, I was lapsed for a few years and I started watching again in 2006 when the new ECW started up. Just oh. to see what all that was about. So it was, yeah, it was, it was WWE ECW that brought you back to the fray for a, for a little bit. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I stopped watching. I stopped watching again until my son, my oldest, he started watching wrestling again about 2011. So, yeah, and then we've been watching it ever since together. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get my son into it more um, because he, he kind of likes it. He's got a passing interest in it. He plays. Uh, he plays SmackDown. No, sorry, not SmackDown. It's showing my age here. Um, WWE 2K20. Uh, he's made yeah. a character on there and everything. But I take him to shows. And he's just, cause, I think because he's done it his entire life, or, well, for the last three years of his seven years' life, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just kind of, it's, it's not, it's not uh, new to him, you know. It's just, no. it's just a, a thing that my, his dad drags him to on the weekend. <laughs> so I would oh. love it if he was interesting like your kid. Both my kids are both massively into it. My, my five year old's going crazy not being able to go to Wrestle Island or TNT Ignition. He just wants to go to see live wrestling. They keep bothering the Wrestle Island um, owner saying we have new DVDs because we've only got like, these six DVDs we've watched on repeat for like the last <laughs> four, four, six months. But yeah, they're both obsessed. And I just yeah, Joel got into it because I used to play Here Comes the Pain in front of him. And oh. he made his. So character, and I think that's how he got into wrestling, really. Oh yeah, has he got a ring name? Oh no, he was fantastic, Joel. Yeah, my my son is Riley Revolver. <laughs> yeah, that's I've got him to go down the entrance ramp a couple of times in real life. Um, yeah. to music. I got the the audio guys to you know cue up some music with the lights and everything. He goes down there, he does his little bang bang hands like uh, Mick Foley. Oh, amazing! <laughs> I just I wished um wish he would get into it a bit more, to be honest. I would love to have that. He was only seven. I didn't get into wrestling until I was about ten-ish, probably. But I'm so lucky. Uh, where where are we placing that in um in in terms of what was going on in wrestling at that stage? 1991 ish. So we new got... gen. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, I love new gen. Yeah, yeah same. Because that that's yeah. what one was new gen. Because um you know 1991, I was not ten. I was uh maybe two. Um, but yeah, growing up, I was growing up with, uh, with Hulk Hogan as my hero. Um, I was, I was Macho Man as my hero. <laughs> I like, the, I like the smaller guys because I was a bit smaller. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I kind I kind of missed Hulkamania. I was in the tail end of Hulkamania, but, uh, but I, I used to tell people, um, at school that he was my dad, um, leaving <laughs> it myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Bret Hart, all that kind of stuff. Um, Loved it. Or Backlin. Yeah, um, early in lockdown, we went back and started watching Raw from the beginning. And it's so easy because they're only like 40 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you just bit, you could binge like six in an evening. <laughs> I think we got from the, we got up to like mid 95 before it started getting a bit rubbish. And 
Like Stick yeah. Diesel and Mabel were main events in the shows, and you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a stinker. I remember that one. <laughs> uh, I think uh, about 10 years ago when I was at university, um, this is, again, showing my, well, um, it's, uh, there used to be, do you remember what Twitch used to be called? It used to be called Justin TV. And it wow. used to be. No. <laughs> Justin TV. Justin TV is what it used to be called. It used to be, um, there, and it was lawless. People would just stream whatever they wanted on there. And there'd be a few channels dedicated to back to back every wrestling show ever, like in, in time, uh, in time order. So it, like I was doing with 2006, like it was yeah. Um, it would start off with just Raw, uh, In Your House, uh, you know, main event or pay-per-view rather. And then like when it got into the 2000s, you know, you'd have Smackdowns in there. But I would literally sit up all night, all day, wow. watching, <laughs> keeping it on in the background. Whatever I was doing, I'd just have that on. Wow, man. <laughs> yeah, so I, I caught up in a big way. Yeah, I I stopped watching probably around ninety six. Well, stopped watching regularly. I still occasionally catch the Sunday catch up. Or, oh yeah, yeah. Or yeah, watch 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 the highlights on a Sunday hungover in bed after a night out or something. But oh. yeah, in two thousand one, two thousand one, when the invasion happened, I got back into that for oh, um, six yeah. months. And what? then I moved out to the Cunningham Sky. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, um, um. Through my childhood, there was various periods where my parents couldn't afford Sky, um, and in between periods of, of obtaining Sky through other means, um, I would I would literally go to my friend's house every every uh, Friday and yeah. watch watch the repeat of Raw. Um, I think it was on Sky One or something, Sky Sports One. Um, yeah. Just go to his house just so I could watch it. I'd never went through a period, a dry period. However, shit wrestling got. Sorry, can I swear on this? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, however, however, however bad it got, I would always stick with it. I'd always watch every episode. I'd never, I'd never had that. Um, you always hear people have that that period where they just gave up on wrestling. They didn't watch it, and then they came back to it. I never had that, man. I, I stuck with it, watched it through thick and thin. <laughs> I, I've never not. I've stopped watching it, but I've always checked out results. I always bought the games and stuff. Like so I always, I still kind of knew what's going on. But I couldn't watch every week because I just I didn't even have the sky. I had a free view box, so <laughs> so he literally had no no sports at all really. So <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend at the time did what had no interest in wrestling at all, so I couldn't even lag yeah. her into getting. <laughs> could get, occasionally get a DVD from a charity shop or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? Explaining to people who don't watch wrestling that you're going to sit sit there for the next two, three hours watching wrestling. Because it's, it's just, just so foreign to non-wrestling fans. Yeah, she was, she was Moroccan. She, yeah, they, they don't have a huge wrestling scene. <laughs> so she never really watched it yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, with the, oh my God. With an with a, with a added kind of a cultural barrier as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a tough task, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley, and you're listening to Broken but glorious. So you so you've mentioned Hulk Hogan. Who else were some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? Um, growing up, my hero was Mick Foley. Um, yeah. I tried to read his book, but I, I think I was the wrong kind of age for it. Um, but yeah, Mick Foley just the kind of uh, 
kind of the way he just threw himself into everything he did. Uh, everything was kind of like this this beautiful sacrifice to him. He was, he was suffering for his art. That really kind of resonated with me as a you know as a teenager. Yeah, uh, and I like to think I, I carry that with me um, in the way that I train and the way that I you know the, um, some of the stuff that I want to do in the ring in the future. Obviously, I'm still you know fresh as a daisy in terms of uh, wrestling at the moment. But in terms of like the, the way I want to go as a wrestler, it's still very influential to me, uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, so what actually prompted you to do on the site to get into the ring? Oh, this is a long story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it was, it was always, wrestling has always been a massive part of my life. It's, it's kind of been the only thing that's ever been consistent in my life. And you'll, you'll hear this from most of the wrestlers you would have I'm sure. Um, that wrestling is just like this, this, this only thing that they've ever had that's just, they've stayed with. Always, stayed with, yeah. Yeah, background of their life. Um, so I always had, you know, I tried to be sensible with my life. Um, tried to get, you know, normal jobs, things like that. Um, but in, in the back of your head, I was always thinking, I always had this parallel universe where at this age I had done this much wrestling. Um, yes. Or, you know, I have, like, I'll, I'll watch wrestling and think, why aren't I doing that? Or I'll play a wrestling video game and I'll see my old character that I made when I was like 12 or something on there. And I'm like, why didn't I live that fantasy? And eventually, uh, well, a lot of life got in the way. Kids happen, you know, you know how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, jobs happened, education happened, homelessness happened to me twice. Oh, wow. Um, and eventually I, I just, uh, I just found a wrestling, um, uh, well, um, found wrestling school in the next town to me where it just moved. And I thought, fuck it. Um, I'll go. Maybe I'm 27 at the moment. Well, I was 27 at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm maybe I'm a bit old to be starting, but if I, if I leave this another couple of years, I'm, I'm just leaving it later and later. So why not just do it now? I've, I've interviewed guys who started training when they were in their late thirties. <laughs> so. You see, I'm, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see how, um, how kind of naive I was in that because mm. I was thinking I was going to be old, but I think um, I think a lot of wrestling, whatever weaknesses you think you have, uh, they they kind of turn out to be your strengths. Whatever differences you have, uh, kind of kind of make you stand out. So yes, yeah. So so was it when you when you started training? Was it Mick Foley? You want to say well, just start around? I'm I'm not sure. Um, when I was 27. Um, I was I was I was getting a lot of influences from a lot of places. I actually started off doing a um, an Irish gimmick, which was ridiculous because I've never even been to Ireland. Um, people just presume that I'm Irish because I'm going. Yeah, so when, when, I, when, I, when I asked you for the international yeah. it and then went through all your research, I listened to a few interviews of you. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got promos and stuff. And I've got this mongrel accent that nobody can quite place. My name is Paddy. I'm ginger. I've got a big beard. People just presume I'm Irish. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually from Bristol in, you know, in England. Um, yes. But yeah, so I, I kind of started off that because, you know, people presumed I was Irish. I might as well lean into it. And then, um, then I started getting outside bookings away from, you know, the UBW where I started off. And I started bumping into other Irish people and Irish fans um, particularly Irish fans would be really awkward with because uh, they'd come up and they'd want to meet the Irish wrestler that they'd just watched and they'd, they'd want to talk to me and I'd be like, I can barely do an Irish accent. <laughs> I'm going to out myself here. Um, so yeah, it, it was ridiculous. It was the stupidest idea ever. Um, so I, I kind of quickly changed it as, as much as I could. 
It's a bit like when Kofi Kingston was doing his Jamaican accent. <laughs> We're not the first person to like to the when Kofi Kingston <laughs> did the Jamaican accent. So it takes back to your first show. What do you remember about it? And in hindsight, was your match any good or? Uh, inside baseball, obviously, that you know, gave me a prompt for this this question. Mm. But uh, when 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 I looked at it, I had absolutely blanked. I'd forgotten my first match. Um, so I was, I, I've gone back and I've remembered it. But um, I did double duty on my first match on my first show. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, which was which was crazy scary because um, my memory is not the best at the best of times. Um, I did a I did a I believe it was a six way match um which obviously you know when you're new is probably the best way to start anybody um and uh yeah i did a rumble after that which uh, i went on to win and win a little cup for which i still have in my living room wow amazing <laughs> was it uh, like a, a rumble for new guys or was it the main master in there as well or? um it was so it was it was kind of a show um of so UBW at that time, we were all trainees. Like most of us were trainees. All right. Okay. Then you had a few kind of upper guys who were bought in. Um, but at that time, the majority of us had only been working maybe a couple of months. I, I don't mean even mean working. This was most of our first show. Um, but wow. we were training for a couple of months. For me, I'd, I'd been literally training less than three months um, for my first match. Um, so they, they stuck us in there with, with some more experienced guys. Um, but yeah, um, it, you know how, you know how an eight way tag is. You, you've got a little bit and then you go out. Um, and yeah, it, it was, I can barely remember it for some reason. Yeah, I've, I've heard that it's doing the tag team, which is when you're first getting into it, it's the best way to do it because you're not yeah. overexposing yourself. Yeah, in front of the crowd. I think it was Hustle Malone when I interviewed him. He says it's no other, no other industry where people really see your first match. Because mm. if you yeah, if you're playing football, they see your the debut for the club, but they don't never saw your first ever match. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you played you played hundreds of matches before you made your debut for the club or something. But, yeah, exactly. They didn't they didn't see your your bumbling on the way up, do they? No, <laughs> it's probably see, but yeah wrestling you're literally in the front of a crowd having you doing the first match so yeah. having, having, ta- having it in a tag team where you're not getting overexposed is probably the best way to do it yeah exactly come in do your part uh get out if you if you if you're getting lost just tag one of the more experienced guys done yeah <laughs> so where did the idea for the truth gimmick come from um mm, well it's it's me up to 11 um for a star i, I kind of based it on my own eccentricities um, but it's also I wanted to play with the idea of uh, of the the kind of blurred line uh, between fact and fiction that wrestling inhabits, you know. Yes. Um, so it uh, in retrospect, it is is kind of uh, it's kind of high concept for wrestling, and I am having to scale it back as I go. Um, but yeah, originally it was it was just kind of a response to things like fake news. And um and the way that 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 life is kind of imitating art, uh, in that you know politics and and social media is turning into professional wrestling in mm-hmm. the worst way. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of just a response to that, really. Yeah, cause I I had a an American wrestler on recently who has a conspiracy theory gimmick. Yeah. His, 
he's kind of got a mission to try and take over wrestling. That is what he's going to take take over wrestling in his local area and then his state and then the, the America. Um, and then once he's taken over, he's just going to stop. He's going to okay. not, not, not stop. He's going to stop wrestling. Oh, he's just, he's just going to he's going to end wrestling. Yes, that's that's his mission. Oh no! Well, that's, that's, I wish him luck. <laughs> and, and I think maybe he's done it with this coronavirus. You know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he orchestrated it. Maybe you know. I think it is. I think it is an inside job. I think someone's designed this. Definitely. Maybe it was him. Maybe. Yeah, he has a lot of fun to talk to. <laughs> so. This is the Dark Fruits Daddy, David Graham, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious. So I'm guessing having this time off has, has gave you a great time to rest your body, evaluate what's worked well, what hasn't worked well over the last year, and just giving you time to like make little tweaks to your character when you return. Uh, definitely, yeah. But it's, um, like I said, I've been, I've been studying. I've been watching my own matches back and cringing and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's been so much that I've learned from studying that I just haven't got to apply yet because it's like I study it, I write it down, I, I, I add it to my kind of my mental repertoire and then I've got nowhere to out, output it because I've got no no training to do or no matches to do or no shows to do. Um, so that's, that's been frustrating. But um, sorry, what was your question? <laughs> sorry, I trailed. <laughs> I was saying you've got time to make like little tweaks to your character for when you return. Because I've, I've interviewed people and they're going to come back with... That. Major changes to their characters. All they've gotten fantastic, like uh, Kyle Kingsley, he's gotten fantastic shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I think and uh, David Grant, he sounds like he's got to go down like a darker route with his character. Dark, got real. Um, yeah, man. Both those guys, you can see them working, man. Both of them putting up on their social media how how good a shape they've got into. Yeah, they look amazing. Can't wait to see them guys back in the ring. I can't. I can't wait for yeah, just Brit Rest to be back in general. Just, just we've had yeah. all the yeah, like the artists not being able to paint. So yeah, just, so that's, that's like exactly. When, yeah, so when you paint, the first thing you're gonna do is probably gonna be a masterpiece. So it's, yeah. gonna be, <laughs> it's not gonna be. I guarantee you, it's gonna be a Jackson Pollock. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean that's subjective to whether that's a masterpiece or not. But you know, you get it. You catch my rift. It's going to be yeah. a mess because we're all, all of our cardio is going to be gone because no matter how much you train in the gym, cardio, ring cardio is, is an altogether different beast. Um, we're all, I don't know. I, 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 I think we need, all need to take it easy when we get in there. Cool. So are you back in training now? Um, I did one session um, back at, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, House of Pain because um, they, they've got an open gym at the moment. Um, we did one session there, and I almost yeah. died um, uh, with Tommy Kyle, um, with Adam yeah. and Smashing Mike. Um, they were fine, man. They were absolutely fine, and I was I was there dry heaving and retching, thinking my cardio <laughs> was peak, thinking um like all of my my home workouts were were getting me places, but in the ring, like I've never I've never gassed before, never in my entire training. Uh, any any matches never gassed and I gassed and I was really you're, 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 not, you're not alone I've interviewed yeah, the last couple of you I've interviewed they've, they've just been concentrating on their physique over lockdown they've just completely forgot about cardio so when they got back to training they're like what the hell is this <laughs> yeah that, that's what I mean people got to take it easier when we get back I'm, I'm sure there's going to be so many matches that yeah. we're going to get so uh, what's the word they, they're going to want to make it amazing and in doing so, they're going to gas themselves out 
and they're going to have to call it early or something. <laughs> How was the first bumper? Bumps were fine, man. Um, I've I've always been good with bumps. I I did judo as a kid, so like uh, they they they've always been fine. Um, but I what I hadn't accounted for was the next couple of days. Um, when when you've got all this uh, kind of tension in your neck, and yeah. I kind of I hadn't realized that that had gone, but I realized when it came back that I've always got that when I've been wrestling. I just never kind of took it on board. I just kind of you know you just kind of get used to it. So away from the ring, you're also a trainer at um, Square One Wrestling Academy. Is that something you always wanted to get into when you started training? Um, I haven't I haven't even done my first lesson there yet. Uh, all right, um, okay. Yeah, um, it is. It's um, it's definitely something I wanted to get into. I, I you know, I put myself up for it. Um, there were slots to to do it, and it's, it's only going to be you know the very basics, bumps and rolls and things like that. Um, I'm assuming with the the kind of intention to get people out of that class and move them up into the the other tiers that um, that Square One is is offering. Um, but yeah. Um, it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be really, really good. And I'm, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from it. Um, you know, uh, trading other people, going back to the basics myself. Um, I'm doing that with, with Tommy Kyle, um, who is, um, a teacher in his shoot job as well. Yes. Um, so I, I'm sure you've met him, haven't you? You've had him on the, on the podcast. Um, yes. Yeah. It was, oh, it must be about two years. Yeah. Close to, wow. So he's he's got an insane eye for detail. Um, he loves, you know, the kind of technical side of things. Um, you know, he's he's very honest um, in his feedback. So I'm sure he's going to do a great job, um, and I'm going to be there. Um, yeah, that, that's that's going to be cool. Can't wait to get. On. So, what, what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to get into the business? Um, do it is would be my advice. If you've got any inkling to do it. Just do it. Um, if it doesn't work out, it's you know, just shoot for the stars. You know, there's there's no reason why why anybody shouldn't do it. Uh, obviously, other than like you know, medical conditions or whatever. But um, but if you're healthy and and you know you want to do it and you love wrestling, there's there's no reason you shouldn't do it. Definitely. That's kind of I'm kind of yeah. I wish I wasn't nearly forty now because I would I'd love to. Have... Uh, got into it when I was a lot younger. That would... Well, I don't. Yeah, the business scene wasn't really a thing when I was younger. <laughs> that, that's the thing as well. Like when I when I started, I had even like you know this was two three years ago. I I was not even aware of the British scene, not at all. So, yeah, um, probably the same as you. Cool. So, um, well, since your last show, we've had like the speaking out movements and the Black um, Lives Matters movements. So, how do you think Brit rest will be different when you return, or what? What are you hoping will be different when we return? Um, and hmm, um, it's going to be very different, and it's going to be really hard to predict what is different because there's there's so many shows that just won't exist anymore. There's going to be so many um, opportunities that are, that are going to open up to people now that you know um, vast swaths of uh, of of talent have been outed or you know uh, ostracized, yes, or, you know, or just just seen what's going on in the business and just just noped it you know which is understandable as well um but it's i i can't even begin to predict what it's going to be like to be honest i think it's got yeah I, I, was, I was just shocked by basic things like you didn't have to have a first aider or yeah. st st john's ambulance or anything was wasn't meant to be 
and or provide provide water or just basic things. I was, or I didn't realize they didn't have see a beach checks for family shows. Yeah, yeah, just basic things like that. I didn't realize what I think was until. Yeah, and I'm not sure how how deep you want to go into this. So obviously, I don't. A lot of it doesn't affect me because I didn't know no. any, any of the people that were mentioned. Um, but you know, there was there was cases where there was fans who had been who would in the process of being in court for child pornography. Wow. Who who were still attending kids shows at that time, and I bring my kid to shows, and you know, I just I I hate to think that I'm bringing him into an environment like that. So obviously if whatever kind of uh like um whatever kind of attention we can give this is good attention in my books. Yes, I, I, yeah. I, I think it, it can only make British wrestling better in the long run. So well, here, you hear people talking about unions and things like that and uh you know actually having like uh like a set of kind of guidelines anything anything would be better. Um but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's been what it's been. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. A, a British na- um, government body would be a good thing. Yes. Even just from the aspect of there is a problem, you've got somewhere to go at the moment. You go, what do I do? <laughs> so there, there will be wrestlers needing a new training school and listeners who maybe want to get into sport. So what does Square One offer? So, um, Square One is uh, is now in Stevenage, just outside of Stevenage. Um, yes. Six minutes drive from the centre, or if you're, you know, if you're getting a train up there, um, it's, it's actually, well, it's about a 20, 30 minute walk, I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, but you can, you know, you can get an Uber. We've got, we got guys uh, who will happily pick people up from the station. Um, but yeah, it's, it's there. It's now, um, I believe it's five days a week i could be wrong um yeah and and it's uh you know if you're you you can book in free time in the gym in the gym in the in the ring um we have lessons i think from in fact yeah it must be seven days because we got we got lessons on on sundays with paul ash paul ash uh trained most of us in ubw uh legend um fwa legend um and yeah, yeah, man, we got um, it's a it's now a monthly subscription. Um, don't ask me to quote the prices; I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I was, I was just <laughs> so happy that it was existing, and I just paid whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cheap, though. I think it equates to about forty pound a month. Um, which obviously, if you're going to training, you know, if you're paying twenty pound a lesson, um, going to most places that you go to, you're going to be paying more than that anyway. Yes. Um, and and you know, it's it's a great environment that I think there's going to be two rings we've got um we've got an 18 foot ring that we've had for a couple of years now and i believe it's a 16 foot ring in there now as well um yeah. not sure what the status of that is again don't quote me I'm, I'm i'm not a i'm not a statistics guy i'm not a you know i'm not good with the the details um but yeah i think i think they're keeping both rings um yeah and yeah this is a great place great atmosphere always been the best locker room in my opinion, in British wrestling, most friendliest, most accepting, um, philosophically sound, uh, great place to work out as well, great place to train. I believe there's going to be gym equipment there um, and refreshments, things like that. And yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, amazing. I'll put, I'll put links to the website and stuff in the description if any of the 
list want to check it out. So don't take my word for it. I'm terrible at these things. <laughs> uh, hey, good brothers. This is Sunset Skip, and you are listening to the Broken but Glorious Podcast. Um, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting a show, so if we're using wrestlers you've either worked with or trained with, or wrestlers that are associated to you mm. to be on the show. So if I give you a match type, if you tell me who will be in that match. Oh, you, I've, I've prepared for this and you've given me, some, given me a, a, a curveball. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's go for it, yeah. <laughs> so who will be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Oh yeah, no, I've got this. Yeah, this 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 goes along with my with my my preparations. Um, I've got for my for my opening match, I've got a Fast and Furious five way. Yeah, uh, I've got Smashing Mike. Yeah, the one Smashing Mike. Um, Adam Ralph, Monday Shakespeare. Um, have you seen his stuff? <laughs> Great stuff. Um, I got Jack Hammer. I've I've, I've seen some of his promos with uh, Crowley. Yeah, just, man. Yeah. It, Oh, you've got to, man. He brings it into the ring. He um I, I saw him at um at Progress. Um he got smashing Mike, in fact. Uh, gets him into a rest hold, um, asks the audience to um to ask him for a I don't know how Shakespeare works. Ask him for a line from Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> rest hold, he starts reciting Shakespeare just off the top oh, of wow. it's nuts, man. Um Sorry, I'll get back to it. Five way, smashing Mike, Adam Ralph, Jack Hammer, who is one of the most exciting upcoming cruiserweights uh, in the country. Um, Nathan Byrne, uh, someone who I worked with in, in Sacrifice. Um, uh, he's the same. He's very, very talented. Um, and yeah. to put a spanner in the mix, we got Sassy Bear Clarence. Um, oh wow! Who is great? He he just knows his stuff, knows his character. Um, Always, always uh, a crowd pleaser. Yes, definitely. <laughs> what about a comedy match? But are you reading my notes? <laughs> Literally, I've got my next match. My next match on the card would be the comedy match. I would put Memes and Tim Lee in a program, and I would let them have absolute creative freedom. They're both two of the most creative people in Britress, yes, both the funniest people in Britress. I know they'd, they'd come together and they'd, they'd create magic. Yeah, I don't ever hear of Tim Lee's until he kept the popping up on um, oh, um, Hustle Malone's podcast. Oh, yeah. So I've check, checked out some of his stuff since. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that, um, that like, he, he's got that look about him where he could be the guy next door and then he'll bust out like a, a trouble in paradise too. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's great. He's one of the funniest guys on the scene. Um, I actually had one of my first matches with him. Oh, um, wow. And I had never heard of him too. Um, and he absolutely surprised me in exactly the way he surprises the audiences every time. Um, and yeah, he told me it was his first match, I believe. Um, he, it was literally my third match ever. Third oh, wow. time I'd ever been in a ring because we didn't even train with rings at that at that point. Um, so I'm I'm bricking it and I'm like, this is my third match. He goes, oh, it's my first match. Like, <laughs> on Facebook and uh, and I see that he's like got three year like memories from three years ago where he's wrestling. And I was Ugh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, your women's title match. Women's title match. I've got Mia Cortez. Versus yes. Evie Rose. Um, two two ladies I've heard a lot of good things about, but I've not actually been able to see them yet, unfortunately. Um, Evie Rose is, is uh, probably 
not even just in the women's division, one of the best um, high flyers uh, coming up at the moment. Yes. Um, she does a lot of, you know, um, like head scissors and, and, and uh, you know, tilt world DDTs, things like that. Uh, Mia Cortez, um, I saw her at Sacrifice Red, which was the over 18 show that they had. Um, she put an absolute banger of a, of a um, opening match against El Jeff. It was, oh, wow. it was great. They, they brought outside the ring. One of the best drop kicks I've ever seen was in that match. Um, yeah, absolutely great. I knew I they I know that they're actually they're in a program at the moment these two, but yeah, you know, I couldn't I couldn't help but put them into this. Uh, a hardcore extreme rules type match. You are reading my notes. Where are you? Are you? <laughs> um. So I've always thought being being the 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 Mick Foley fan that I am. Yeah, uh, I've always thought that a show should always have a deathmatch division um where it's not so much a comedy hardcore thing it's just like it's got its own belt it's its own thing it's its own part of the show i love deathmatch wrestling and i want to do it way yeah. more in the future um with that in mind i've got your friend hustle malone yes with big joe who i've had a a, a kind of a deathmatch we had like a very pg deathmatch one time um and, and we had a fight in a in a um in a mosh pit um oh. Uh, wow. Again, uh, Jackson Hart, who is one of the trainees at, um, at Square One, who is yeah. amazing. Like his stuff is pick perfect, and I know that he wants to get into into deathmatch wrestling as well. He had um, in in our training matches at Square One, he had I think it was a trifecta against Carl Atlas. Um, hardcore. One of them was a hardcore match, mm-hmm. and it was, it was off the chain. It was it was um, it was just a, an academy show. But they, they oh. just put themselves into it and they, they, they brought out tables. I think there was a chair, a ladder involved. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. And it needs to be in front of a bigger audience. And Jackson Hart needs to be in front of a bigger audience. Yes. <laughs> Your tag team title match. Tag team title match. I've got Pretty Deadly, who I was in a program with um, at Hustle before everything happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty deadly against Johnny and Jody, who me and um, Tommy Kyle um, defended our UBW Tag Team Champions against. Against the 8-7, who is Alexander Roth and Kieran Corrupt, because they also need to be on bigger stages. Those guys are amazing. Yes, your, your tag team also took a bad altitude. That's it, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, still I was chicken. <laughs> um, your main events? main event um i've got even though this match has happened like three four times i never get sick of it because these are two of my favorite favorite all-rounders in in brit rest who again both of these guys need all the attention in the world it's cj carter versus uh, tommy kyle yes um i'm not sure if you have you watched any of their matches together no i've not no i I, I watched a lot of tommy kyle in the lead up to the interview Mm -hmm. I did with him. I will send you some links. Um, both of them are great. Both of them are really good all-rounders, really good technicians, mm-hmm. uh, great characters, uh, really, really kind of uh, uh, hateable when they're heels, lovable when they're faces. Uh, I'm, I haven't even put them down as face or heel in my notes here because I just know whichever way around it is. These guys will get over. They'll have a great match. Um, they've had a lot of great matches in the past. And I think putting them in a main title picture 
just makes sense. It would be, it'd be, you know, I would love it to go on for an hour. Yes. That'd be a great match. So, well, I think that'd be a great card. Yeah, good. Just need to, just need to find a free ground and somebody's put it on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this is where I'd usually ask where can people see you in the near future. But have, uh, you, have, uh, you, have you got have you got any dates lined up? Or oh, that's such a sad question. All this happened. I had so much mm. momentum going. I was starting to get bookings every week, um, and yeah, with different places. I was starting to break London. Um, wow, stuff was happening, and then then Corona. Oh, so but, you're going to be. Are you going to do anything for your fans on like online stuff? Are you going to... Um, I did at the beginning when I thought Corona would last for two weeks. Like you know, right at the beginning when they were saying, yeah. oh, "If you get it, have two weeks off," and you know, this will be gone soon. Um, I started doing loads of kind of um like conspiracy videos at the time. Um, one of them was my best ever viewed video. A whopping, I think it was six thousand people watched it. Wow, I know, right? Um, because I paid for it as well. Um, uh, yeah, I did a, I did a 10 minute long, um, uh, kind of YouTube style video on, uh, how I predict, uh, Corona would go down and, you know, talking about where it came from, um, that is the 5G towers and that there's yes. the 5G towers are interacting with the coronavirus, which forms a, um, a, a microchip, which goes into your brain through your bloodstream. Um, as I talked about all of that, um, and yeah, and then I wanted to continue that as a series. Then I thought I'm just I'm just pissing into the wind if there's no wrestling happening. So I kind of I put that on hiatus for now. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember our boss going, "I'll see you in a couple of weeks," and it was like six <laughs> months before we were back in the office. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Um, what is my social media? My social media is um Twitter is um is at Connor Paddy and I believe my my Facebook is Paddy O'Connor Wrestler. Get on that. Like, like, subscribe, buy the t-shirt. I don't have any t-shirts. <laughs> well I'll put I'll put links to all your social media in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed having you on today. I'd love to have you on again when things are back to normal. <laughs> That'd be great, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure meeting you, talking to you. It's been great. <laughs>